You know, a lot of people don't know that about Elton John. He was blind. I wasn't thinking Elton John when I looked at your sunglasses. I was thinking rose cut rose colored glasses. Who who sang that? Blake George Jones? No, I don't. I, I don't know. I can't remember. Somebody on the YouTube, tell us who sang rose colored glasses. All right, man. You guys, um, welcome back to the Three of Seven podcast. By the way, we're glad to have you. We've got a special episode this week where we're going to talk through some extraterrestrial life because that's the new thing. Chili's been telling me for years now that there is going to be a alien invasion. And so we're going to get to the bottom of this for you guys here on today's episode. A staged alien invasion. Yeah. You guys on YouTube, man, coming through with the with some scripture on them comments. Blake, hit us with that scripture they was coming through with. Uh, James Henderson said, Isaiah 62, 6, O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest. All you who pray to the Lord. Come on. Who was that? James Henderson. James Henderson, man. You busting off with some Old Testament scripture up on here, son. You know one thing that I never get tired of talking about? The Bible. And the Lord, I, you know, I get tired of talking about running. I get tired of talking about, I even get tired of talking about my Land Cruiser. I get tired of talking about uh, politics. I get tired of talking about all, everything else, but I don't ever get tired of talking about Scripture. Thank you for coming through that, that, that Old Testament. O.T. James Henderson, send it, son. Somebody else said, get after it. God is with you. Nuff said. Come on, man. You know what we do here on 307 Project? We kick Satan right in the ball sack, right in his own airwave, son. We send it up in this place. What boy. are you talking about? <laughs> Y'all jokers on YouTube Live getting me fired up in here, man. This sounds uh, like John a- Connolly sings rose-colored glasses. Text, uh, text Fire 75. John Connolly? You mean Conway Twitty? <laughs> no. No, it's close, but. And I said, Daddy, I'm so afraid. How can I go on with you gone that way? I forgot the rest of that song, but man, that's a good one. You know what, man? David Allen Coe said it years ago. Brother, can you make folks cry when you play and sing? Look, the difference between a excellent master masterful artist and just some old freaking luke bryan or <laughs> luke bryan. whatever the crap they are is somebody <laughs> that can sing and play and make you feel emotion right there's a new guy out i'll tell y'all about him later that y'all need to listen to his music anyways let me hit y'all with a little housekeeping real quick the rite of passage mission invitations went out yesterday the first round of invites. So if you send in your application to come out here and get some on the Rite of Passage mission, check your daggone email because you got a very short amount of time to secure your spot. All right? Now, that being said, we put three of these missions on the books. And you guys have sent in so many applications, I can't. I don't have enough space for all of you. 
So we're talking about potentially putting another one on the calendar to accommodate the overwhelming response. And even if we put another one on the calendar, we're still not going to be able to get everybody in. But we might do that for y'all. Just stand by. I'm going to wait till these first three. Everybody rogers up. They got basically to the end of the week. And um, and then we'll go from there. Of course, if it fills up, you could always do the primal course too, you know. <laughs> no, we'll <laughs> stick with we'll stick with what we do. Um Yeah, guys, again, I want to thank you guys for having the courage to sign up for the ROP course because here's the reality of it. I told you last week when I told Chili about this course before we released it to you guys, he said, Man, I love that, but I'm gonna tell you it's gonna scare a lot of people off. And I'm gonna tell you, man. When I plan something and call it a rite of passage, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, it's going to be something you're going to remember for a long time. And uh, just the fact that you guys had enough courage to roger up and come out and train fires me up. Because you know what? I'm pretty mad or upset or or uh, all, this, all this stuff a lot of the times. But when I'm training with you guys out in the field, that's when I am most fulfilled. That's when I am. That's what I've been called to do, by the way. A lot of you guys might not understand why I'm so passionate about training. Well, one is because that's the difference between me and other people. I've identified that is training. All right. I went through a year of training just to go to my SEAL team. And when I got to my SEAL team, I went through another two years of training. I trained for three straight years every single day just to go on my first deployment. All right, training is important. Toward the latter part of my SEAL career in the Navy, I was a SEAL instructor, not a BUDS instructor. I was a SEAL instructor at what's called TRADET, Training Command. I trained actual team guys and prepared them to get ready to go overseas and deploy. That is where I learned how to teach. And that is also where I found my passion for teaching others and being an instructor. It's a unique skill. Not everybody can do it, but it's what I've been called to do. A lot of you guys are better, better than me at a lot of different things. I'm really good at teaching and training people. That's just what I do. That's what we do. Everybody here, we've been, we've been doing it for a long time. I wonder how many hundreds of people we've trained. It's hundreds. Yeah. I don't know. I've lost count. It's hundreds of people that we've been able to train and pour into over the last couple of years. And um, and if you are wondering about any training that we put on, first of all, I will tell you, I believe it's the best training in the world. I don't believe anybody else that's doing anything remotely close to what we do in terms of live training is... Uh, is anywhere close to the level that we conduct training. Now, that's, of course, me saying that. You're probably saying, well, yeah, Chad, you're biased. Well, I'll tell you what you can do. You can go and send a DM or ask someone in the comments of YouTube right here. I'm sure there's somebody in here that's trained with us. And I have the confidence to tell you that you can ask anyone who has ever trained with 307 Project at the basic course, the Proving Grounds, or any other training that we've hosted, that they were 100% satisfied. I'm confident that they will tell you that. So, if you don't believe me, you can ask them. Last piece of housekeeping. 
I want to thank you guys that support this podcast and support 307 Project on Patreon. It means a lot to us. If you don't know what Patreon is, it's not a fan club. It's actually a place. It's a, it's a social media type of platform that's an app on your phone where you can support 307 Project and we try our best to give back to you with exclusive content. That's what we do, all right? We do Resurrected three Sundays a month. That's a live call. It's about an hour long. We bring a message, Bible-based, and then we open up the call to a Q&A or conversation with whoever's on the call. Um, I have another podcast over there called Enough Said Podcast, which, by the way, I'm going to record an episode today or tomorrow and talk to you guys about an important lesson that I learned last week while I was keeping Blake's children. <laughs> yeah. I thought about talking about it here on the podcast today, but I'm going to save that for Enough Said Podcast. And then uh, also, we have exclusive video content over there. If we can ever get a decent day of weather, I'm going to go out to the range and record a couple hours worth of content for you guys taking you through an entire course of instruction out on the range, obviously on video. And um, hopefully that'll provide some value to you. All that being said... You guys support us, most of you, because you want to support us on Patreon. I know most of you guys that have been supporting us on Patreon for years, uh, you don't even, I mean, you enjoy the, the extra content, but you're just doing it because you want to, and that really means a lot to me. Uh, that's about one, no, that's probably about 0.5% of our viewers and listeners actually give back in support. And what does the money do that comes from Patreon? Well, you see this camera that's pointed at Chili right here? That's about a what, a three or $4,000 setup yep. with the tripod and all? Uh, this camera that pointed at me, it's about $1,000. That computer Blake's hosting the thing, tech guy's hosting the thing on, that's a couple thousand dollars. These microphones are a couple hundred dollars a piece, all this stuff. Patreon, you help us be able to put this show and produce this, put this show on and produce the show the way that we do. So we couldn't do it without you. That's what it's all about. We got a we got a little bit of internet problem there, saying that it's buffering and lagging, and YouTube said uh, internet connection unstable. So we just have to stick with it. So well, just so you guys know, that's uh that's what's going on. But it hadn't done it in a minute. Well, crap on the internet. It ain't working in the other part of the house too. Well, the shadow banners, you know, they came to get us. Yeah. With the yeah. internet trouble. Well, it's probably because of what he titled this episode. What is this episode titled? Extraterrestrial Beams. Oh, yeah, we're screwed. Y'all watching live on YouTube, there's no way this thing is going to stay on air for the duration of the, um, of the entire show. So, you, think? Uh, you know, man, the reason I wanted to talk about this is, one... Because uh, Chile has, I told you earlier, Chile's been telling me for years that there's going to be a staged alien invasion. And Chile doesn't just flippantly say things like this. Uh, I know generally when he makes statements like that, he, he's not joking. He, he, says, he says it in a funny manner, but he's not joking, and he has some reason to, to uh, actually say something like that. And so here recently in the news... Uh, you can just look up UFO news, and I can look on 
one news site here, Fox News, our most trusted news source. They are unbiased. They're bringing you the facts and only the facts only. <laughs> you can see just article after article over the last few days. White House tells governors thousands of objects in the skies aren't aliens, but they could be they could be used car lot balloons. Um, uh, former fighter pilot says UFOs are more common than people think. Senate to hold classified briefing on unidentified flying objects shot down by the U.S. military over North America. Uh, U.S. Defense Secretary uh, says recent shoot-downs of unidentified objects. They are not a threat. All this stuff. So they've been shooting down some stuff out of the sky over the last couple of years. In, or No, over the last couple of days, uh, including this, I guess, this Chinese spy balloon. You know, that was a big thing while I was doing my bike race. I was cracking up about that. <laughs> Um, y'all were all up in arms about that. Hey, uh, yeah, unidentified flying objects. And here's what's interesting about all these news articles. If the U.S. government is shooting down unidentified flying objects, the only reason that you're going to know about it is because they want you to know about it. Okay? The U.S. government can shoot stuff down out of the sky whenever they want, and, and you... You will never know about it. And the only reason you know about it is because they want you to know about it. So think about that for a minute. Correct. Think about that for a minute, okay? Now, I'm going to open this up to Chili here in just a second, and uh, I want him to expound upon, you know, where his perspective on this is. And then uh, we're going to take a look at some extraterrestrials uh, in scripture, all right? That'll be a lot of fun. What do you think about all this, Chili? Something else, ain't it? Well, Project Bluebeam, all right? I don't even know what that is. And that's all right. Not not many people probably do. But Justin Sheely does. He's talking about it. Okay, well, there you go. How about that? Justin Sheely beat me to Thank it. Thank you, apparently. Justin. My bicycle buddy. <laughs> well, Project Bluebeam, it's... it's you try to explain it two years ago, people look at you like you're a lunatic. Uh, there's a guy named Stephen Greer. Uh, there's other, whatever you want to call them, informants uh, that that talk about classified and declassified government documents. I mean, it's not like I came up with this. It's not like I was just sitting there and said, you know what, I think there's going to be a alien invasion. I'm just a freaking idiot. All right, in case you haven't figured that out yet, I'm the... I'm, the most cognitively limited one in this room. He's lying to you. He knows every basketball player's name and where they went to college. What does that have to do with the price of eggs in China? <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. Anyway, uh, so obviously it's not like I came up with it or anything, but that's that's public information that's out there, but most people will ignore public information like that. Most public information like that will be censored and hidden and and, you know, turned against people and people called crazy. But basically, it's it's government agendas and government plans to take place into the future. Uh, kind of, Basically, now, starting now, what you've seen in the news is not the staged alien invasion that I'm talking about. That's It's continued. They're ramping up the preconditioning for what is ultimately to come, which is going to be another power grab where you lose more of your rights as if you haven't already lost them anyway in in effect but before i jump ahead of myself the chinese spy balloon let's start with that because you've heard a, people freaked out about that which was the point 
and you've got a lot of people telling you about those things. Like, if you think that was a Chinese spy balloon, well, I've got a bridge to sell you because it definitely wasn't. Okay, now I can't say definitely, right? Hey, maybe it was. Maybe the daggum Chinese sent it from Wuhan. I, I don't know. But I'm here to tell you that just like Chad made the very cogent point right off the bat that you don't hear about these things getting shot down in Alaska and wherever else unless they want you to hear about it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that Chinese spy balloon, I heard Sean Ryan. I don't know Sean Ryan. They ain't got nothing against him. On Andy Frisella's show, talking about how that was a, that could have been a sophisticated piece of intelligent, you know, because he talked about his experience working with the CIA and everything else. And that, I don't know what Sean Ryan's freaking talking about. They've got different methods than, than a freaking hot air balloon. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, dude. He was talking about the, the geo landscape images that they could have, that that thing could have taken flying across the country and all the data it could collect. You have a piece of Chinese spyware in your pocket right now. Yeah, yeah. You're carrying around an iPhone, man. <laughs> and people think it's TikTok that has the Chinese spyware data on it. Have you read the terms of service of Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, the, 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 the stupid j game you have on your iPhone? All that has it. People think TikTok's different because they can they can collect data from your keystrokes and your and your fingerprint swipes and all this stuff. They all do it. They all do it. That's it's what the design is. I mean, people think now because of the Twitter files with Matt Taibbi, the journalist working with Elon Musk, that that the the government agencies are in bed with the social media companies now. Like that's a recent revelation that started in 2020. In 2012 or 11, whenever it was, that Mark Zuckerberg, uh, founder of Facebook, it, well, arguably the founder of Facebook, whatever, he won uh, the Time Magazine Man of the Year or one of those awards in, in, uh, 10 plus years ago. Kind of like Mr. Zelensky did this year. <laughs> yeah. And when he did that and they announced that, there was just, there was pop-ins from different people that day that worked for the CIA and the FBI. They were at, at Facebook headquarters and there was a bunch of cameras there that saw them. That happened. Nobody knows about that. Dude, they were, they've been in bed with them from the beginning. That's the whole point of all these agencies. Whether they, whether whoever created any social media designed it to, to take people's data or not, or that it was just supposed to be a oh, fun little thing, as soon as that got out, it was immediately taken over by that for that purpose. Yeah. That's what it's all for. That's what all social media is for. It's data, data collecting, surveillance, security. It you, literally listens to everything that you say. Yeah, I mean, whether this it was phone listens to everything that you say. whether it was created for that purpose or not. Do you think a country with a central intelligence agency and other agencies that you don't even know about, by the way, are do you think a country with that is going to let a, 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 an Instagram or a Facebook or whatever run un, unregulated by them, untethered from them? They're not going to do that. They'd be stupid. Why would they do that? They want all of this information on everybody. It makes them 
more in control, more powerful. Why would they not do that? They don't care about your freaking rights. People think their rights protect that from happening. They don't care. I mean, they would, they, they don't care at all. So anyway, I get on lots of tangents about this, but we're talking about extraterrestrials right now. So let's launch a balloon. And yes, so the, the Chinese spy balloon, no. <clears throat> we, we have things flying over China 24-7. They probably do have things here and everywhere as well. I'm sure they do. Why wouldn't they? They're a powerful government as well. Uh, but anything that was from China... That, that left there and came over into our territory and it flew across the country, we, if that was really from China, then we let that happen. It didn't sneak up on us. It's a hot air balloon. You, you think they sent a hot air balloon? We can shoot down missiles before they freaking get launched. <laughs> you think they snuck a hot air balloon in here over Montana? Move. Are you freaking crazy? Moving at the speed of the wind. People don't think about th- nothing. If you think it's from China, I got lots of stuff to sell you. <clears throat> so I don't know the origin of it, but I would say it's just some... I mean, it may have been some some redneck in... Kentucky that that flew a balloon up and they said, you know what, we'll tell you what that is. I mean, it's 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 silly to think it's from China, all right? The point of it was the optics to freak everybody out and then to shoot it down like they did. It's the same thing why every time there's an agenda, it comes in waves. It wouldn't be as effective if it was one thing, right? So the preconditioning started years and years and years ago whenever the... the uh, Year, uh, 10 plus years ago only, the U.S. government would send out things every time there was a UFO sighting and immediately discredit everybody that ever said it. Uh, they, would, they would vilify those people that worked within the government that said it. They would immediately dismiss everything that was had anything to do with a UFO. Not real, not real, you're crazy, n- nothing good. Now, if you've seen in the last two, three years, they push it hard. They U.S. government has declassified many documents about um, UFO sightings within the different branches of the military. Uh, all kinds of people are getting pushed that talk about these things like uh, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, all kinds of people. Well, the latest ramp up has been these, these, this string of shot shooting down UFOs, right? Technically, a UFO is just an unidentified flying object. It doesn't have anything to do with aliens. So the U.S. shoots them down all the time, and they never tell you about it, right? But now we're letting everybody know that we've done it in the past three days because if you told everybody every time you did it, it wouldn't seem like whatever, but then you keep that hidden. Now it's a string of like, bam, 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 bam. Everyone goes, well, what the heck is happening? These just coming out of nowhere? People don't put two and two together that this happens all the time. And they go, okay, wow, this, something's really ramping up here. Something's really happening. But this isn't some fake alien invasion that's happening yet because the government hasn't told you that that's what it is, right? That's what people will believe, whatever they tell them. Right now, they're, the, the information that's coming out to the public is, hey, we're shooting these things down, but it's no big deal. It's just, hey, it's whatever. So later on in the future, and it may be years, because of all the preconditioning that will continue to happen like this, in waves, uh, there will be an, a, a literal event, and I don't. It's hard to know exactly what it'll look like. And this is what Project Bluebeam's about, where there will be a staged alien invasion. The government, the media will tell you that it is aliens 
that are attacking the planet and we need to shelter in place and do all kinds of things to protect ourselves from it. And people will go along with it just like they did very recently with another uh, invisible well, you, you enemy. Think, you think the scamdemic was bad. You wait till they release the... The aliens are coming, son. Because that's the whole point of every agenda like this. It's all moving you closer and closer. You'll give away more rights every time you do it. So that's the point of it all. And how it all takes shape, you can't predict exactly, but they essentially let you know how it'll take shape in these documents that we're talking about. And the reason that you could have known exactly what was going to happen with the most recent string of shelter-in-place orders is because there's literal documents from Johns Hopkins University in 2018. I don't know that I should say it or not. It's probably already getting taken down. Okay, it's called the SPARS Pandemic Scenario. You can look it up. In Johns Hopkins University, they run simulations and, and scenarios all the time. This was supposed. To, this was written in, I think, 2018, and it was set to take place in 2025 to 2028, and it was a three-year span detailing uh, exactly what happened. I mean, an introduction from a foreign place with a, a an unknown novel pathogen that spread and spread and spread and killed people, and they developed a vaccine super early to run through trials, everything else. Exactly the same. So a lot of things that people were saying were going to happen beforehand, they weren't freaking prophets. They read stuff like that. They read what was being told. So it's the same thing with this. When this happens in a few years, whenever, I'm not a prophet. Nobody else saying this is a freaking prophet. They write it down and tell you. But a lot of people don't look at information like that. So that's what's happening. If you think, that China, China freaking is not as powerful as you think they are, by the way. That, a lot of people overestimate how strong and powerful China is. They're really not. First of all, they're at a popu their population is declining because of their stupid one-child policies and everything else. It's the same, it's the same eugenics, depopulate de the planet bullcrap that's taken over and, and that... Bill Gates and everybody else wants to propagate. The U.S. loves it too, but we're not instituting policies like that yet. The countries that have population, steady population growth, will, will last a lot longer than the ones that don't. China's population is huge, but their turnover rate, their birth-to-death ratio is not very good. That will not look good down the road because everything's always a 50-year 100-year outlook. It does not look good for China in that way. Now, their military prowess... Eh, it remains to be seen. I mean, you're the people that a lot of people who would say that they are strong are the ones that think that they're send Chinese that they spend hot air balloons for surveillance. Well, that that's that's not a good look. So, point is, all of this is public information, and it's you. You're right to be skeptical of it at first, but it's bored out by what you see in the media right now. Why do you think that that these things are are written down and pre-planned and those documents are made public information for people to see beforehand the people who will actually search them out like if if they had the if if governments had these agendas why would they why would they have these documents available that are basically giving their their entire plan and agenda up before it, it's actually been executed. Well, that's what's that's confusing to me. 
a lot of people, I think, over un, uh, they underestimate the complexity of the world that we live in. A lot of people like to simplify and boil things down to very simple, um, one variable thing, like especially you know conspiracy theorists. They're like, well, this is the way it is because they want everybody to die. Well, who's they and 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 yeah. who? What's everybody and what do you mean? Like, there's a lot of different people with a lot of different agendas. All right. Like there's not, I mean, I, I, I do tend to think that there is what you would call an elite group of people that run the media and run the world essentially, but there's people butting heads and conflicting all the time. This is not a, it's a very difficult, complex, you, you can't make checkers out of all this. It's, it's chess and beyond. So ultimately I think these agendas are talked about at huge functions like the World Economic Forum that's become very popular and Davos Group and Bilderberg Group and everything else. But honestly, it's it's beyond those. It's things that a lot of people don't even know happen uh, because those are public meetings. But it's it's ultimately these things are planned out. They have to happen. It's their agenda that, that, quote unquote, they want to move forward. And then they use things like Johns Hopkins research facilities and then like run the scenarios and run simulations. And some of them won't happen, right? Some of them are just, it's like a simulation, a scenario that won't happen. But some, they basically are developing R&D, the blueprint for what needs to take place and what will be the most effective. And the thing is, nobody's going to look at it. Well, that's true. I mean, they don't care that it's out in the open. Who's going to look at it? Even if they, even if we do look at it, we what we difference for, does it make? We for, yeah, what difference does it make? And and we Americans just forget. Yeah, we we just we literally forget about whatever the last thing was that yeah. that affected you and affected our nation and affected our culture, and you just forget about it, man. There's just no hope for people that can't can't remember most what people happened have, a month ago. Most people have forgotten that their rights were stripped away and they sheltered in place in their homes uh, three years ago. That, Bege- that's what I'm saying. Beginning yeah. three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that has already that's been, been forgotten. That's that has that has been forgotten in the public consciousness. Whether you still remember that or not is really irrelevant. That has been forgotten. Back to normal. 100%. So, yeah. Also, there's... Back to the new normal. (laughs) New normal. There's also the aspect of this, of, like, why that information would be out there, that if you want to look at this from a pure spiritual warfare perspective and, and literally look at it like, okay, this is an evil agenda. Yes. That is... That is happening. Basically, it's going to happen. Like, like, it, it... These things have to happen and some of these actors at play are either willingly and consciously or unconsciously being used as pawns in the agenda to move it forward that's exactly the way i see it to do what has to happen whether they even know they're doing it or not they're doing the work of evil right yep so if you look at it from that perspective and and it's funny because this is getting a little maybe esoteric in a way but a lot of times evil like that it it it's blatant mm. like it doesn't it doesn't hide it mm. now i mean it's hidden in a way because not many people 
read these things or know these things, but it's, it's really not hidden. Like it's available. You can look at what is going to happen and, and what will be done. Yeah. And you can't stop it. You alone, you know, you're not, you can't. Yeah. Well, like you said, it has to happen. Right. It has to happen. So there's an element of that to it. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that I think along the same lines, Chili, and I've tried to, I did my best to kind of try to explain that the last time we went to uh, be on the Real AF podcast. If everybody's so confused about why there are humans in here on Earth with with these wicked agendas to control other humans, and yeah. and the 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 debate is always. Are are the people who are in charge of, let's say, right now, uh, the America? Are the people who are in charge are they just so incompetent that everything is falling apart, or are they actually um, like evil geniuses? Oh, we've and, talked about that for yeah, years. Yeah, and I, I think I think that you you could look look at it on both spectrums. I think that there are people who are being manipulated and literally possessed and controlled by Satan himself, and they don't even have an understanding of what they are doing, the, the agendas that they are carrying out. They're just, they, they have literally, if you want to say, in, at some point, sold their entire being to to Satan, literal Satan, the prince of the power of the air. And so they're carrying these things out, and they might not even be aware of the, the wicked implications of their actions. And that's why when you look at these people, you're, you're confused about what. So why would someone want... You can look at any... I mean, even in the past, why would someone want to control other people to a point that it's harmful to other people like what is in someone that makes them want to do that there's no other explanation except for pure evil you have to come to the conclusion that evil is a is the dominant force that is controlling this earth right now it is a real tangible force that's being driven by intelligent spiritual beings okay you got to come to that conclusion because there's no other explanation for it there's something in some of these humans there's something in them that's driving them to want to control other people to the point that it's harmful to humanity that is that is actually like that goes against just the natural preservation of our own species that's what I'm saying. You, you you have you have to think deeply about these things, guys. Um, and if this gets pulled off of YouTube, y'all can go listen to it on the audio uh, on on i i Apple iTunes Player or Spotify or wherever you listen to that. But um, I also going along the spiritual conversation about this extraterrestrial stuff and potentially this staged um, alien invasion at some point, which I I am I'm, I I could see this I I, de- I even think that you could make a scriptural case for this because I believe that there are going to be significant implications within the church if this happens. In other words, I think that they are going to try to leverage this 
these UFOs and these extraterrestrial life forms, I think they're going to leverage this in ways to discredit faith, the Bible, to discredit the God of the universe, the creator that we worship as Christians. I think that this will be leveraged to discredit all that, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean, anything is going to be leveraged. Why are they trying to, why, why is there such an effort and has been for the last two plus decades here in America to discredit the Bible and Christianity? Why is there such an effort to do that? Uh, why is there no effort to discredit other religions? Why is there no, no effort to discredit Hinduism? Or New Age philosophies around the creation, or um, Islam, or or, I mean, there is some like it's not they're they're not prevalent. Well, those religions aren't as prevalent in the West as Christianity, and there's some organizations like the Freedom Against Religion and everything. Here's the reason. Here's the here's the ultimate reason. It's because the God of the Bible is the true God. Christianity is the only true religion. There is only one God, the creator of the universe, and that is the God of the Bible. And all of these other gods that are worshipped through other religions are, are simply demonic forces, okay? And so the reason there is such an attack on Christianity is because it is the one true religion that exists. There can only be one that's true. I hope you guys realize that, okay? And so that's why they are trying to discredit that. Anything that these evil freaking people, whatever they are trying to discredit, that is what is true. If you want to figure out what's true, just look at what they are trying to tell you is not true. That, that's, the, that's a simple way to figure out what the actual truth is, okay? And that's why there's an all-out attack, and, and I think this is why they will leverage this extraterrestrial thing to be, basically be able to say, your, your, your God of the Bible is false. They're, they're, what about these beings that exist in our universe? Like, how can you believe in a creator what about who? Well, who created these people? This is ridiculous. That you that and and I think it could even come to the point that you would have people worshiping these extraterrestrial beings, whether they be shown as real. Because we'll see here in the Bible here in just a minute, there are real extraterrestrial beings. Extraterrestrial. What does that mean? It just simply means some being that exists outside of this earth, right? That is real. There are spiritual hosts of wickedness and things that can manifest themselves and that can be seen and and have weird stuff going on. And I believe people will begin to worship those things. Um, I, I just think this is all leading us to the ultimate end of the age. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I say that based off of my own understanding of God's word and, and reading of, of God's word. 
Um, and by no means do I put a time frame on that. The world could continue to exist in its present state for another uh, thousands of years. I, I don't. I, I don't exactly know. Things could reset and continue to go, but uh, there will definitely need to be some kind of reset. So let's look at just. A, I made the statement that there are extraterrestrial beings, um, and that that's biblical. And you know, a lot of you guys probably avoid looking at some of the difficult things in the Bible. The Nephilim. Christians. How many of you Christians, uh, either you yourself or you know the majority of your brothers and sisters avoid even looking at or contemplating the difficult parts of the Bible? Well, I'll give you a little, I'll give a little shout out right here. Uh, This is a book that my buddy John Radick sent me. And uh, by no means is this book the end-all, be-all, and is it going to tell you all the answers uh, to everything, every difficult thing in the Bible, but I think it's a great place to start and a great resource. This is called The Big Book of Bible Difficulties, and it is actually a big book. And it's pretty cool. It can be used as commentary as you read your Bible. It has every book and the difficult verses within the book, and then it has commentary from two wonderful apologetics um, guys, Norman Geisler and Thomas Howe, who also wrote the book, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. I think these are very logically thinking men, and they help you get to that. Yeah, let's look at, uh, you called it out, Chili. Let's look at, most of you, maybe you've heard of this, maybe you haven't, in the very beginning in Genesis chapter 6. Let's look at an example of some extraterrestrial beings, and people will try to beat around the bush on this and and make some... uh, some kind of conclusion that fits within the the realm of our world but if you ask me when i read this this is outside of our world in genesis chapter 6 and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of god saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord sp- uh, said, My spirit shall not strive always with man, for that he is also flesh, and yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. And there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, and the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And we can also see, I think, in the book of Jude, the Bible talks about angels who did not, um, who did not stay in their, uh, who did not stay in their spiritual form. All right, and so this book here, the Bible book of dif- difficulties. Uh, poses a few different solutions to this. Yeah, it was Jude 6. The sons of God were angels who did not keep their proper domain. All right? That would be classified as an extraterrestrial being. Um, Here, some scholars believe that the sons of God refers to great men of old, men of renown. They point to the fact that the text refers to giants and mighty men this also avoids the problems of angels of spirits cohabitating with humans. So here in this book, it's saying that angels actually, or these extraterrestrial beings, were actually able to possess the bodies of man. 
Uh, I don't even believe that. I, th- I think that these beings that are described in Genesis chapter 6 were actually extraterrestrial beings who uh, did not keep their proper domain. And So fallen angels? Well, you, I mean, how do you, I mean, how do you know? I mean, yeah, you, that's, oh, yeah, that's, you a, know good, that's a good explanation. Um, and then, uh, so this, this commentary is saying that these basically fallen angels were able to possess real human beings and then were able to inbreed with the daughters of men, producing a superior breed of offspring who were giants and men of renown. Now that, that gets, yeah, I mean, what? What what I but but the point I'm trying to make here is this so this Genesis six is pretty cut and dry to me, in terms of it is talking about an extraterrestrial being that was able to interject themselves into humanity and produce offspring with human beings to create some hybrid breed of human it's pretty cut and dry to me now god did not like that and this is actually part of the reason why there was a great flood later on in genesis because this was not supposed to happen this way so what do you think about all this, Chili? Have you ever done any research into this, man? Quite a bit. Okay, I'm interested to hear because obviously, guys listening to this, we can't come to any conclusion, definitive conclusion on this. But uh, well, I don't come to any conclusion on nothing. Yeah. So I mean, look, th- this is so hard to talk about because I'm not going to do. This is probably not what good podcasting would be because I can't even get into it. Like, there's so many inconsistencies with how people think about these things that you have to bring up because it's like, okay, if you accept this, then why do you not logically accept this? And you could go down that rabbit hole a hundred times. Like, okay, when you say extraterrestrial, I think that could mean many different things in people's heads. Well, I can define it right here. Well, okay. Of or... Okay, as an adjective, of or from outside the earth well, sure. and its atmosphere. Well, sure, that's what the definition means, but but what, that could mean multiple things still because it could mean outside of the physical realm or it could mean in the physical realm outside of the earth from like another planet, say. Okay, yeah. that's two different things because are we talking about an extraterrestrial that, like if you said an alien was coming to the earth in the, the media, they would be talking about a little green man that came from Mars, you know, and that's an extraterrestrial like this. That's talking about the spiritual realm. You're talking about a dimensional, you know, outside of our dimension, outside of our physical realm alien. And is this a spiritual being that can, can, can actually make themselves visible within our three dimensional world? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. First off, I want to bring up, very ancient Greek gods that they describe multiple gods of, you know, they were polytheists that had different powers and gods over different things. And they would, they would, uh, there was also demigods, right? Yeah. That was basically the product of a God and, uh, a human. Yep. So that, what, that, Right there isn't that's also talked about in other things, which actually gives it more. And I mean, it gives it 
more credibility in a sense yeah. than it's talked about in other areas because you're like, okay, well, hold on here. But here's that consistency I'm talking about. You can't call them the Greeks crazy nutbags for saying that and then immediately accept oh, I Genesis call them, 6. I wouldn't call them well, crazy I'm, I, No, I'm not calling you out. I'm just saying some people do that. And I'm like, you got to be consistent here. Like, I'm not saying what they're saying was true, but you've got to be like, hold on here. There's something to this. You know, like at least because it's prevalent, like there's something to the story. I mean, there's something to. Yep. So that right there is odd. It's just an odd observation. First of all, you read Genesis 6 and you're like, well, what the heck is that? I mean, I don't, there's nothing around me that, that makes it seem like a, a, a fallen angel could come and reproduce with a human. You're like, what? Uh, but then you see it in other, you know, other ancient literature and, and mm -hmm. religion. So also there's debate on the, the, the way you should read that text, obviously, like there's different opinions. And like you said, some people believe it's, it's talking about giants of men. Well, many, many, given, many, many people have tried to avoid the, right. the, the literal meaning of Genesis 6 by saying, well, this is talking about the sons of God being the sons of Seth right. coming and, right. and you know reproducing with the daughters of Cain's lineage. Yep. Yep. And, and all they're doing is trying to avoid the... They're trying to explain away the extraterrestrial aspect of well, Genesis 6. And that I, could be, I mean... I, no, it, no, it couldn't be. When you not? read Genesis 6, when you read Genesis 6, it is clear that something from outside of this world is coming into this world and reproducing with a human being to produce a hybrid race of human who are giant men of renown. It is, it is cut and dry. Well, that's obviously hard to to understand though because you can't what you've never like, seen it before exactly you the, can't but, but what's an example of it depending on the age of the earth this in genesis 6 didn't happen that long ago this right. could have been as near as five thousand years ago yeah which is not that long ago so just because you haven't seen it happen in the last four or five thousand years doesn't mean that you won't see it happen again sometime toward the end of this age I'm t I'm just being straight up with you. Well, yeah, the, it it's almost impossible to even talk about. There's so many angles to it, but just the implications of that would be very vast. But it it brings me to another point that I actually brought up earlier with Blake. It's kind of funny. Of what is the nature of 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 non-humans interacting with humans in the physical realm like, like like if if that's happening then you have to say that god created another type of being right not outside of humanity in but like in but kind of in, in between okay and they have some sort of a of a you would say free will to to do what they wish right is that not what an I mean? Would an angel not be classified as that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it is it is it an angel or script, is it script? The or only, is it is it something else? The only scriptural explanation would be of of the an angel who basically what well, I mean. It's scriptural to say that when Lucifer 
basically because of his pride in wanting to well, be like God to. was cast from heaven. It is scriptural that that a whole host, I think the Bible even calls out a, a, a number. It was a third or something, which we don't know how many created angels there are. There could could an infinite number were were basically went with him, right? And 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 left their created state that they were meant for. Well, that's what I was going to say. That was what you were bringing me to about being consistent again. So if you believe that, I have to believe that is scriptural. I'm just saying, if you accept that, but you then you deny that it would be impossible for this to happen in Genesis six. Well, that's inconsistent because. If you accept that, then 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 why? How is that not? Now, how do you reproduce with a human? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. But you know, if you so because that's consistent. If you you know, if you accept that, well, then this could totally happen. Yep. So I don't understand it at all. I mean, it's the weirdest crap you'll ever read. I yeah. mean, but well, it's in there for a reason. It's odd to it's odd to understand the. The it's hard to understand the the free will in humans, but let alone like a a spiritually created angel. Like, how do they? I mean, that's an odd. It's just you don't know their relationship with. They're not like us. Yeah. So it's weird. You know, it's like do they make decisions like us. I mean, it's just it's odd to think about. You can't comprehend what that would look like or what that is. So I'm just rambling now. Cause I don't, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, I just think that that's in there for a reason. I also think in terms of this extraterrestrial conversation, if you will go and study the book of revelation, which by the way, don't be afraid to go and study the book of revelation. Um, it is, it's, it's a great book of the Bible for you to read. And the Bible actually tells you that you should read it. Uh, and, you will see in in a few different areas as the Bible is describing what we as the church have deemed call the Antichrist, basically the 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 person who is in control uh, in in the end of the age. You will see this this person and his also his kind of right hand man. They actually possess supernatural powers. Mm. So there's a cut and dry explanation in the Bible where it talks about this antichrist, whoever this human is, gets wounded in the head and actually dies and actually comes back to life. And there's also a portion where it talks about um, the antichrist right-hand man uh, basically being able to give life to the image of this Antichrist. And uh, a lot of really, really interesting, out-of-this-world supernatural powers that we have never seen before and that we can't describe. And you wonder why so many people are going to be deceived. The, 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 the Bible talks about how when Jesus comes back, I think Jesus actually said himself, when the Son of Man comes back, will he find faith on earth? Will he, will he find? You wonder why so many people are going to be deceived when it comes to the very closing. 
Because there's going to be supernatural, extraterrestrial, weird things happening that you can't deny they're happening. And if you can't explain them because you don't know Scripture, you will begin to think that they are actually God, that they are some being that you should worship. You are, you, if, if any of us or, or people in the future, whoever's living in the, at the close of the age, there is going to be deception on an undeniable level that the earth has never witnessed before. And that's why so many people will be so willing to go along with this and to worship this beast as God. Now, will this beast be represented as an extraterrestrial being? I have no freaking clue. Do I think it's possible? Yeah, I think it's very possible. So there are spiritual implications in the future to what is happening and the agenda that's being propagated right now. Like Chili said, you're being preconditioned for all of this. It will become normalized. You're going to see it over and over and over and over again. It's going to be, it's going to become normalized. It's, I think it goes much beyond simply staging a alien invasion and being able to make you shelter in place. Uh, I think it goes way beyond that. I think it's actually setting the stage for the closing of this age. It's what I, it's what I believe. Now that could be hundreds, thousands of years from now. I don't know. It could be it could be next week. Do you understand that everything that our society, our our culture, and our world is built upon right now at this moment is literally hanging by the smallest of thread? It is. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. I, I I mean, modern society, first world oh, countries, yeah. the United States of America. I'm pretty sure you could flip a switch. Yeah. It is hanging by the smallest of thread. You could literally go from what from what we are right now to complete and utter chaos in one day. Probably a half a day. Probably take a half a day. Probably a moment. I mean, I don't know how... Well, I'm saying it, it would happen in a moment, yeah. but for people to freak out and actually realize what was happening, it'd probably take about a half a day. That's the reality. Now, should you be fearful of this? Heck no. Heck no, you shouldn't be fearful of this. We should be jumping up and down and rejoicing. The Bible tells us that when you see these things happening, look up because your redemption draws near. You should be jumping for joy right now that all this is happening. Fearful? Heck with that, son. Our redemption draws near. You want to know one thing that I'm sure of? Every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the first and the last, the creator of the universe. That's what I believe. There's other places in the Bible you can look at this stuff. If you look at Ezekiel chapter 1, 
Read starting in ver- verse 15 with about the four wheels. Yeah, a wheel within a wheel and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's odd. Read about that. Now, this was a vision that was meant for Ezekiel. But um, there's other places that you can look at this stuff. What do you think about all this tech guy? You've been awfully quiet over there, and I know, I know, I don't even know if you've been listening. <laughs> yeah, I have. Y'all are the pontificators, like the uh, the uh, subjective things that you know. That's all interesting to me, but I can't draw a conclusion to it either. I mean, there's not much I can add to well, what, add any value to it. What do the listeners think? Oh, they're going off the rails. Some of them talking about the lizard people and. Some of them uh, said, why is Chili acting all weird about this? He must be an alien himself. (laughs) That is very possible. We've got a troll on here that claims to be an alien, and he's trolling everybody. Thank you for trolling us, brother. Yep. We need more trolls. It makes the uh, chat room more interesting. Blow up. (laughs) Yep, yep. There's been quite a few comments. We've gotten about 280 people on here right now. Yeah. Any uh, any good questions or, or anything that you took note of, Blake? No, really no good questions. They're what the crap, talking guys? talking back and forth. You guys don't even have any good questions? I'm going to give you guys just a second to submit any good questions that you might have for Chili and I uh, before, we, before we wrap this episode up. So I'm going to give you guys a few minutes. If you have any questions, drop them in the, the uh, comment section. What were you going to say, Chili? You know, man, I've mentioned this to Blake earlier, too, about what even are humans, you know? Three of Seven Project talks about body, soul, and spirit. So the physical realm that our body, but there's something controlling the body, right? Oh, so that- what we are is a spirit. Okay, well, what is that? Where is that from? It's almost like everybody is being possessed by something. We've talked about that before, but that's a weird thing to think about. Man, that's a whole podcast. Well, I know. Let's do a podcast next week on breaking down the three, those three, and try and, and identifying where people especially get confused is the delineation between the soul and the spirit. Well, yeah. or the mind and the spirit. That's right. where people people get really confused right. about that. So we can do a whole podcast on that. While you guys are putting your questions in, if you have any that are worth mentioning, tech guy's monitoring the uh, the thing. By the way, the tech guy has some videos coming out for you guys here on YouTube. He he has took it upon himself to go out and film some very good instructional videos for you guys that like to shoot, good. move, and communicate. So uh, just look for those coming down the pipe. And uh, Team PT this morning, I'm really proud of both of you guys on Team PT. Team PT this morning was no joke. It was a double out and back up to House of Dreams, probably about a 10-mile run. uh, I don't know, close to 2,000 feet of elevation gain and loss. And it was raining, cold, nasty, perfect weather to be out PTing. And um, we had a good time. You know, we didn't have any established distance this morning, but uh, I was proud of you and Tech Guy, you and Chili, for mm. sticking it out and really getting it done, you know. We wasn't really moving too fast, was we, Chili? Oh, Chill. Oh, Chill, he pushed me there for a minute going up that first lap. Then I said, but nah. I, I could hear his, I could hear his, this, I could hear his old breath. <sighs> 
I said, yeah, this joker right here about to tuck her on out, son. Yeah, we got to the top. I said, you got to love yeah, it. I'm going to go you, down with Blake. Yeah, you got to love it when you're when you're running beside somebody and you start hearing them breathe hard. And, and You know, that's another thing on, on the mindset side of things. One of y'all's daggone problems is, is that you think that people that you're competing against in life, in fitness, and business, and whatever, you, you've worked your way in this to p- position to where you think that your competition isn't dealing with the same crap you're dealing with. You've worked yourself into a position where you think that people in, in, in fitness competitions, running races, mountain bike races, whatever, that they're not feeling the same physical pain as you and that somehow they're just machines and that they're not also out of breath and that their, their muscles aren't also burning. And, and then that's why you slack off. But that's not true unless you're a fat piece of crap. If you're a fat piece of crap, then you, probably your competition isn't huffing and puffing like you. But if you put in the work and you're in shape and you're physically fit and you showed up on game day ready to get the job done, the people that you're running with, the people that you're you're competing against, they're feeling the same crap you are, man. If you're out of breath, the guy that's running beside you is out of breath too. So there's nothing special about the pain, discomfort, and freaking the reality of what it what it is to do things hard, do things that are hard. Nothing special about that. Any questions, Blake? Yeah, we've got <clears throat> we've got a couple here. One, uh, Chili might like to answer this one, but it's been asked several times. This one is from Robert Lee. It says, "Do you think artificial intelligence is the beast?" Oh, Bobby Lee. Robert Lee. Oh, yes, Bobby. Bobby. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do I think it is? Well, no, I would not. I do not. I would not go as far to say that I think it is. Could it have a role in all this? that Revelation's talking about? Sure. I mean, you talk about images and and the trickery involved in all that and how AI is going to be integrated into the human mind. Sure, it could play a role. I mean, I don't... Like, when you say, is it, I don't... I don't know what it is. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, we'll see. I, like, I, think that, I think that the beast will be a tangible, physical being of some sort that is actually actually real well i think well yeah i think what he's getting at is like ai could make could it could you could perceive it exactly that way and Mm. it not be you know Mm. because it's ai like especially if we start inter if if it Neuralink and whatever integrates into the Mm. human body like if you're half computer half man i don't know what that's gonna turn into i don't know you're gonna see lots of that we're gonna have to hang out for another hang out for another 40 50 years and we'll see what happens it's going to be an interesting next 30 or 40 years. It's got, I oh, mean, yeah. it's it's been an interesting last five years. 2030 is a big year, too. It's going to be a very interesting next 30 or 40 years. <clears throat> if nothing kills me first, I hope to be around. I'm about halfway done. I've probably got about that, you know, 30 or 40 years left if nothing kills me first. So. Break out the black balloons. He's halfway gone. Yep. I got a couple other questions. They kind of go hand in hand. I'll read them both. And then y'all can answer. The first one's from Twin Arrows Survival 2.0. What's up, brother? TAS. He said, what should we be doing to prepare for everything? And the next one that kind of goes along with it, his name is Tuck Firence. Firence? Firence. Firence. Yeah. Like a tyrant. Tuck Firence. 
He said, as, as Christians, are we supposed to just allow this illegitimate government to burn God's country down? They kind of go together. You can answer them separate if you want. But. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> it kind of spurs on, like, what action do you take because of all this? We trust me, guys, that are, you guys that are answering, or you guys that are asking those questions, um, I have the I have asked myself those exact same questions uh, many times over the last few years. And, you know, ultimately, we've talked about this and hashed this out on the podcast before. The, the fact that we as Christians know and understand what is happening, and going back to what Chili said earlier in this podcast, the things that actually have to happen, Things have to happen this way in order for it's it's part of what what the Holy Bible tells us is going to happen, right? So can we stop them? The answer is is no. The answer is in a weird way. It brings me back to it brings me back to when Jesus reveals to his disciples that he is about to be crucified. And Peter stands up and says, no, you ain't going to be crucified. We're, we, we ain't going to let that happen. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Like, here was an event in human history that had to happen. Jesus had to go to the cross. And Peter didn't understand that. He didn't know. He didn't want it to happen, but it had to happen. So his initial response was to take up arms and prevent Christ from going to the cross. Well, he Jesus knew he was just would have just been wasting his time to do that because it had to happen. And although we know in some somewhat know what is going to happen and these things have to happen. I do not believe that is an excuse for us to be apathetic and to be uninvolved in our communities in within and in the church, the body of Christ. Like ultimately you want you want to know what you what we all should be doing. Okay, there's nothing more that I would rather do than to be like Peter. There's nothing more in my human flesh that I would rather do than to take that rifle off the wall back there that's hanging behind Chili and go to freaking work. I would uh, That would satisfy the ever-living crap out of me. And if I got killed in the process of it, I would die happy. <sighs> But that's not what God called us to do. Now, what should we be doing to prepare for this? We should be drawing as many people as we possibly can to Christ. We should be pointing as many people as we possibly can to Christ. We should be pointing as many people as we possibly can 
to the to the Holy Bible and what and what the Bible says about all this stuff that's happening and about the human condition and all that good stuff. That is ultimately the thing that we as the body of Christ are called to do. Now, you say, well, Chad, you're, you're a violent guy. You got a lot of guns. You're exactly right. I do. Because, let me tell you what those are for. While, I, while we are on this earth, our main objective is to point as many people as we can to Christ so that they can have eternal security and inheritance with Christ and eternal life. But that being said, while we're living in this physical world, the Bible also says love always protects. And I'm going to hear I'm going to be here to tell you right now, me as a son and servant of Christ, I have no problem if I see a wicked human harming another wicked human. I mean, if I see a wicked human harming an innocent human, I have no problem taking that wicked human out of the equation. And I will do that. And I'll use my discretion. And that's what those are for. But ultimately, if I, if I started a, some massive revolution against whatever, I have to be careful what I say on here. Um, which, by the way, I could crank that up. Guarantee you. I could start that. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not lying here. Um, I could kick that off. Would it make a hill of beans? No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't change anything. What is happening has to happen. You are living, and I believe that you, listening to this, are living in a pivotal time in human history. I truly believe that. The reason, and, and here's what's weird to me. Here's what makes, here's what, one of the things that leads me to that conclusion is the time that you are living in, person, is so unique that you cannot compare it to any other time in all the entirety of human history. Now, we're the only people that have ever lived that can say that. It's very unique. We're in a very unique situation. What do you think, Chili? <laughs> I don't know what the question was. How do we prepare... <laughs> Is that what it was? Basically, yeah, it's not much to add than what Chad said. I mean, Chili hey. said, screw taking up arms. If if crap hits the fan, he's laying in his yard butt naked until he starves to death and dies. Yeah, or someone kills me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was that really was my plan. I mean, I'll just leave it at that. Like, wh what are you going to do when the crap hits the fan? I'm going to get naked and go lay prone <laughs> on the front yard. <laughs> are you going to lay face up or face down? Uh, definitely face up. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm not some freaking psycho. I'm gonna lay face down. Yeah. Guys, there there have been so many other moments in in human history where things with within empires and within nations and things where um, things were able to be turned around and right and, and there were there was a collapse and a reset and things were built off and it, it built back up and and that that's happened right the cyclical nature. 
of uh, of human history. You can look back on any empire. No empire has ever stood the test of time. Here's the difference, though. Here, here's here's the one of the biggest reasons why why I have the perspective that I have right now is because of the global connection. Hmm. That exists on earth today. Which is one of those things that has to happen. That's one of those things that has to happen. And yes, you can you can reset an empire or a nation. You ain't going to reset the globe. Well, the resetting of the globe is kind of the end. That's the, that's that's the end of what the we're age. Talking about. That's exactly right. But no human, no, no human dictator... No, no, no human, even if it's not a dictator, if it's somebody who decided they wanted to stand up for what is good and whole, you're not going to reset the globe. It is the condition of humanity which has essentially degraded to the point that it is now globally. Humanity, not an empire, not a nation, not a culture, the entire population of the globe. And that's what's different. But that's okay. But yeah, I'm not going to let some some wicked person or group or anything harm someone who is innocent. I'm not going to sit and watch that happen in the meantime. Well, I mean, you shouldn't. Exactly. I mean, if that's in front of you, why would... That's, that's negligence. Exactly. And apathy. Yep. You know. So All I that know. does is make the world worse on... on, on and that falls on you. I mean, then if, if you, love always protects. If right. you love your fellow man, you will protect your fellow man. Right. If you don't want to do those things, then you're you're make you're helping aid and abet the world to be worse off than it even has to be. Like everybody, if everybody was consumed and oriented in the in the same direction of making the world of doing the what they can, then this wouldn't be a problem. But so just adding on to that by being apathetic, you're just making it worse. Yeah. But I think you just need to keep in the back of your mind. You, me, none of us are going to reset the globe. Um, and that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with. So I know guy that asked this question. You wanted me to tell you what everybody else is telling you. Stock up on dehydrated food. Buy all the guns and ammo. Uh, all that. You know how much. You know how much time that's going to buy you past my three and a half days laying prone on the front yard. <laughs> it's going to last you about two more weeks. Enjoy them, buddy. No, you might actually last longer. I may last longer. They won't even know where I'm at. I'll <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, uh, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for tuning in. And um, if you're a turd, I don't like you. Yeah, I said that last week on the podcast. I said I only cared about the the, the listeners and viewers who uh, actually wanted to get better, who were interested in improving themselves, and I think that offended some of the turds. Well, I think you said so, you only cared about people who pay for training, which got a little out of hand. No, that's not. That's not. I meant. I meant the people who are here. Who actually want to get better? Right. I'll have to go back and listen to exactly what I said. I don't know what but, it is uh, either, but yeah, I'd have to go back and listen to that. But I just want to let you turds know, I still don't like you. Enough said.